Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey there, and welcome to Easy Being Green, the show where we talk about the planet and how we can help get it in a healthier position. I'm Taylor Powers with my co-host Deanne Tetzel. And today we are going to talk about wildfires again. Um, I know we just had a, a episode about wildfires and and kind of what we can do in the future of climate change and fires. Um, but now there are massive fires all around California, um, which is pretty much what we were talking about last week and how fire season is going to keep getting worse and longer. And that's exactly what we're seeing. Right, right. We were talking about the controlled power outages in California, which now the the winds have picked up and mm-hmm. um, it has resulted, unfortunately, in fires all over the state. So with evacuations in many populated areas and schools closed and things like that. So it, you know, I think they did foresee the Santa Ana winds and the winds and the drought conditions and everything kind mm-hmm. of making the perfect scenario for fire again. And, and it, it, it is happening again. So it's, it's tough to see this yeah. in our news. And, and then we of course come back to what can we do? It's. Yeah. And it's, it's every single year it's getting worse. I mean, this is the third year in a row where it has really devastated communities um, in a in a big big way. Uh, thankfully, there have been no casualties as of yet. Um, but this year, yeah, because twenty sixteen I think was the one where um, a lot of people lost their lives, especially mm-hmm. in Northern California. So yeah, um, it's tough because uh, we are encroaching as a population on these areas that traditionally haven't been, you know, had a lot of homes and and people living where work. We're moving more into these areas that maybe had in a cycle, fire came in a cyclic way. You Mm -hmm. know, Mother Nature would create a fire. It would control all the overgrowth and things like that. And then um, and then new growth could come. So it's kind of a normal thing in forests to have fires. Right. And yet now we as a population are living closer and closer into in these areas that are mm-hmm. that if it burns it's it's a res, you know result in human in our losing our our homes and our lives yeah. unfortunately so yeah and these fires the it's the tick fire which is um in los angeles county and the kincaid fire which is in uh sonoma county and uh 
I believe it might be entering the county north of there, mm-hmm. which is affecting um, like the Healdsburg area, wine country. Um, and it's 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 creeping farther in every direction, actually. Yeah, the and, Getty Fire, too, I think. Oh, yeah, the Getty California Fire. Too, which is a lot of high, uh, well-known, I think, yeah. was it LeBron James that yeah. had to evacuate or something. So, yeah, it's it's big, big homes that are mm-hmm. being built in these, of course, scenic and beautiful areas with forests that we all want to want to be by and live in. But um, but it is a problem because um, because it, we, I know there's this whole you, you can go really way down the rabbit hole and controlled burn, mm-hmm. you know, prescribed burn and all that kind of stuff. And um, my brother actually has done some work in that and and has done a lot of work in tree ring data and things like that and overgrown forests and and controlled burn and he's he's one of the advocates for you know let let it happen however mm-hmm. <laughs> that's in unpopulated areas yeah it does you know i remember going to yellowstone years ago after they had devastating fires mm-hmm. and being so sad because we had been there and then these big fires, I can't remember what year it was, but came through and, and all of these yeah. areas that we had seen were had burned. And then we were there, I think, five years later and we could see the forest coming back. Yeah. Like, it's amazing because it will pop up on the pine. I mean, for lack of the, I don't know, the scientific word, but, you know, it'll allow things to to grow again mm-hmm. and and it's mother nature kind of intended it that way yeah in in a regard it's healthy for the forests but it gets very complicated when you get communities that are living closer to those areas it's really and complicated. It's, it starts to be unhealthy for the for the people living in the area um right. and and yeah and it's the kincaid fire which is which is um the fastest moving one out there right now, it's already over 65,000 acres and it dropped containment. It's now back at 5% mm. containment and they don't expect it to be contained until November 7th. And right now, as we record this, it's October 28th. That's a long right. time. And the forecast isn't looking no, favorable. It's going to keep being windy. There's yeah. not any rain forecasted. Um, and it's, it's spreading closer to these communities. I mean, I think over... 200,000 people right now are evacu- on mandatory evacuation. Over a million people are without power. Um, and more and more people are going to get evacuated. And we just hope that these fires can be contained when conditions allow them to be. But there are some things that we can do as a society to help out. We've already talked about you know, the the cycle of climate change and how it's affecting these fires. So we're not going to get back into that. But talking about things that you can do now to help the people um, that are in need, the communities that are in need, um, and, and you know, just, just hoping for the best mm-hmm. case s- scenario. Right. Yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, we are um, growing as a population and we're moving into these areas. But with that, I mean, that's not going to certainly change overnight. So what mm-hmm. can we do to just, at, it, as far as helping out with people that are affected by the wildfires, you know, we may think we want to send blankets and clothing and things like that. And actually, mm-hmm. that's 
challenging because um, then it's got to get to the people. And really, the biggest thing you can do if you really feel inclined to help is is they need cash donations because mm-hmm. it costs money to fight the fires. And then we've got all these people that are displaced. Yeah. No, but, I mean, and the evacuation centers are at capacity. So more and more are having to figure out ways to get more people into a shelter. Uh and and yeah, unfortunately, sending hard or soft goods aren't mm-hmm. aren't going to be the most effective because it's just going to take more time for these people to to deal with it. So cash mm-hmm. or if you're local volunteer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's quite a few funds out there um, that you if you're interested in supporting, you can see which one aligns with with your values, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So there's the Center for Disease Philanthropy. Um, which has the 2019 California, California Wildfires Recovery Fund. And, and they specifically say, as with most disasters, cash donations are recommended by disaster experts as they allow for on-the-ground agencies to direct funds to the greatest areas of need, support economic recovery, and ensure donation management does not detract from disaster recovery needs. Mm. So that, that pretty much just explains it. Yeah. Um, there's also the Community, Community Foundation of Sonoma County, um, which is an ongoing resilience fund. Uh, so that one kind of will look at mid and long term recovery needs of individuals and families, um, with particular focus on help hoping helping the needs of individuals, healing the effects of long term trauma, and addressing the housing solutions within the county. So these ones actually are specifically for Sonoma County that I that I have here. There's the the Global Giving, which is which launched Northern California Wildfire Relief Fund. Um, this is supporting immediate relief efforts for people impacted by the fires in the form of emergency supplies like food, water, medicine, and will eventually transition to funding for long-term assistance, um, helping to recover and rebuild. And then there's the Latino Community Foundation, um, which has the NorCal Wildlife Relief Fund. Um, and that includes Corazon, Healdsburg, and Westra Comunidad, which are providing essential sheltering and supportive services to Latino immigrants and farm workers impacted by the fire. Um, another another area that you can just donate to the Red Cross, and if mm-hmm. you don't have much money and you're thinking, this is hard for me to even think of where to spread my money around, just give them 10 bucks. If mm-hmm. everybody did that, oh, I know. you certainly can forego coffee in the morning for a couple of days or something yeah. and um, and donate 10 bucks. The other thing you can do if you are local in any of these areas, maybe open up your home, mm-hmm. maybe foster an, a pet that's been displaced. Yeah. You know, it's it's not only humans, but it's, it's animals that are being displaced because oh, of yeah, these things. Definitely. So those are some other other opportunities that that you know just if you feel like i want to make a difference i want to do what i can i feel like i'm hearing all of this terrible news and and i want to be able to make an impact and Mm -hmm. help yeah yeah you can always find a way to help whether you're local or not there's there's lots of options and it's it's a really devastating time out there i've got i'm from northern california so i have a lot of family and friends that i've been keeping in touch with and some of them are being evacuated. Some of them are without power. Some of mm-hmm. them are right on the edge. My sister's right on the edge of evacuation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's so many people that are going to need that are going to need help in many different ways. And I think, you know, if you do have items like toiletry items and things like that, you could take it to the Salvation 
Salvation Army and things like that if mm-hmm. you're in California. Yeah, if you're so local. It's, you know, if that's something that, that you could do, that, that is, that is a possibility. I mean, it would help, but the most helpful thing is just to send some, mm-hmm. some money to some of these funds and, and that'll help. If yeah. we all did a little bit, it would help a lot. Yeah. So, and if you are in California in the fires and you're not being evacuated, um, try to stay off of the roads. Just stay in your house um, and keep in touch with your with your neighbors and your community via social media or uh, another method, especially those that are elderly or um, are not capable of. Maybe be yeah. maybe they don't have the aren't getting. I think that's a great idea too mm-hmm. to check on your neighbors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're there, yeah. So let's all just be together, help each other out in this time of need, um, and you know, do what you can from afar or close by, even if it's just you know words of support. Right, because everything helps. That's right. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe. <laughs>